You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX and place a $1 football bet and get just $150 in free bets. It's just that easy. It's episode 10. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan, Steve Peters. We just have to get something out of the way. Mm-hmm. Petey came in a little bit grumpy today. Is, stressed. Is there anything you need to get off your chest? Like, no. And for those that do know me, they know sometimes I tend to run a little hot. Like, I sometimes run on 10, 11, or 12. A couple of deep breaths, I'm good to go. And they have been called Grumpy Steve before. That's not the first that I've heard that either. Can you so. tell us about the uh, exercise you used to do at Lululemon? Oh, yeah. It's called, so it's called a clearing. So you, you come in, into the space and you clear anything that is going to hold you back from being fully present in the moment. So you clear that to, to everyone and so you can leave it behind and be present. How, how do you go about this? Is there, is there a way <laughs> yeah. in which you clear things away? Is there, is there yeah, we verbally won't do that today. <laughs> they don't need to know. But we're all good. A couple of deep breaths, I'm good. We can talk hockey again. All right. Well, we have a lot of hockey to talk because I think, I mean, the beginning of training camp, that's like the kickoff of the NHL season. And the Coyotes training camp kicks off today. Craig already was at Gila River Arena or the Renaissance Hotel right next door um, for media day on day one of training camp. And there's already some storylines out of the camp like that we learned about this morning. So yeah. what are, what are those? Let's, yeah, let's we'll, dive we'll right in. Yeah, we'll talk about the storylines that I wrote in the story yeah. that I this morning, but <laughs> there's actually news out of Coyotes Media today. First off, Phil Kessel has a foot injury. Um, he's he's in a walking boot right now. I saw him come into the photo shoot that always happens before, you know, the actual interviews, and he had his leg up on one of those scooters with, that, that can keep it uh, immobile. So Bill Armstrong told me, the general manager for the Coyotes, told me, he thinks the timeline is two to three weeks. They are going to hold him out of training camp. We'll see if he's ready to uh, go for the season. Apparently, this happened two to three weeks ago during training. So, you know, that's a significant amount of time that he's going to miss and not be able to condition. I don't know what that means for, you know, when he comes back. At, even if he's ready for the start of the season, what sort of shape will he be in? That's that's a concern, clearly. Yeah, and usually when you get your skates back on and you start skating, it's not oh, tomorrow you're going to play a game. I mean, there's there's a process for conditioning and training, game shape, timing, all of those things. And unfortunately for Phil, that's training camp. I mean, that's what you use training camp for, to get all of those things. I know they've been skating on their own, but training camps, when you ramp it up, you get some physicality into the, the practices. Timing is essential, and getting up to game speed, you need that to play. 
you sit for three weeks. Now you got to start. That sets you back a long way, especially a player like Phil, who's you know getting getting longer in his career. You know, if you're nineteen twenty, you rebound faster than than when you're older. So for him, that that's an unfortunate way to start the season. A guy that needs to be very good if he wants to get out of here. <laughs> That's precisely where I was going. Yeah, and that's one of the storylines you wrote about. Yeah, in your he's going to have to today. increase his value. Um, well, I mean, maybe not increase it, but at least maintain it. He had 20 goals. He led the team last year in goals. But you get off to this kind of start, it may take you a while to get going. So, will Phil be able to uh, work his way out of town because of that? I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. it's a square peg in a round yeah. hole right now. And I think yeah. management and Phil are both saying it. Hey, if we can work out something where I could play somewhere else, that would be great. I think management's behind that. But you got to get the right deal. And I think to do that, Phil's going to have to play himself into a situation where he can be traded. It's not just sit on the bench and I'm Phil Kessel, I'll get traded. He's going to have to score. And if he scores at the rate that he did last season, that trade will be easy. Yeah. I mean, there are teams that need guys to score specifically on the power play. So if we can get to that point where he's putting up numbers on the power play, he'll he'll get that trade and, and everybody will end this story happily. On the positive side, there was some good news for the Coyotes. Uh, Bill Armstrong revealed that all of the players, coaches, managers, hockey operations staff are fully vaccinated. Um, that's a big deal in the NHL. And, and, and if you haven't been paying attention, um, just check out what's happening in Columbus. Zach Ronaldo was told he was not welcome because he refuses the vaccine. Former Coyote, so he's not going to play for Columbus. And they they had a coach as well, that the, an assistant coach who they fired because he refused the vaccine. So they told him he couldn't perform his duties. That's a big deal. It's it, The NHL is not playing around with this. I think the last figure we saw was 97% of the uh, players were fully vaccinated. I think there are 15. That yeah, are... I think it's 15 right now. There's a few, Bill Daly said in an interview last week, um, in the process of getting, they're probably like in between the first So we'll get down to like a yeah. dozen. Yeah. So for those players, I mean, for people who don't know, there, there are all sorts of stipulations. We can dive deeply into this if you want to, but... Basically, you're not going to be able to do a lot of the things that people who are vaccinated can do around the team. And if you go to Canada, well, you don't. Yeah, you don't, you're, you're yeah. not going to participate <laughs> at all. Yeah. So you have to quarantine for the mandatory amount of days. Forfeit so your money. You'll I stay mean, in the states. Yeah, and then if you stay in the states, we we went through this scenario. So if if you're in Boston, you're going to Montreal. Well, you can't go to Montreal because you're not vaccinated. So do you stay in Boston? Well, then what? Well, the team's going from Montreal to Toronto home then what do you do? Do you fly commercial back home? I, it, the, the logistics of this are going to be very difficult mm -hmm. for some guys to navigate through. Um, again, it's it's people's personal decision. And if, if Zach Ronaldo, by name, was in this, his story came out today, if, if he's got some personal reasons for not doing that, that's his right. doesn't have to get the vaccine. It will make him, it'll make it more difficult for him to play in the National Hockey League this year. And I, it's funny, I heard Gary Bettman speak their intent is not to make this difficult for players to play. That is not why all these rules are in place. The rules are in place to keep the players who are vaccinated as safe as they possibly can keep them. Yes. So it's not about punishment. It's about safety and health protocols. Um, and I think they were adamant about that from the league level. Again, it, it, it's a story that's going to transpire over the season. We're going to see it again where there's going to be hopefully not shutdowns, but teams are going to be affected. It's it's just going to happen, and like unlike last season when the league had a lot of buffer time when they could reschedule games mm -hmm. and make adjustments, right now that Olympic break jams everything tight, and there aren't going to be places to fix the schedule. So 
that's another reason they're really watching these you know protocols closely so that they don't run into those kind of problems yeah and just to be clear and what, what you mentioned earlier about zach if he has personal reasons that is his right not to get the vaccine but i think where people maybe don't make the leap here is Yes, it's your right, but it doesn't free you from potential con consequences of your actions. If you if you choose not to get the vaccine and the league, your employer, your team tells you you, you can't participate without it. Well, that's that's their right, too. So those are the consequences for a player like Zach Ronaldo. Yeah, so for the Coyotes, it's, it's good to hear that everybody's yeah. vaccinated. It makes travel much easier and all of those issues fall to the wayside. So hockey time. Yeah, nice to get another small victory for the Coyotes. <laughs> we'll take them. We can't we win can the jersey them. thing. Either. If oh, you yeah. haven't voted and you're listening, go on gophnx.com. Look up the sports show. Actually, it's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. There's it's a poll on, on Twitter. Twitter. Poll um, on Twitter for here, PHNX I'll I'll reach Sports. Now too. Oh, and on Good Instagram, grief. yeah. The Kachina is, is falling to the wayside, We're so we need some help. pushing the Kachina here now. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Then, then it's you, little victories, Craig. Hey, I'll... Little victories. Oh, Get on Twitter <laughs> and vote for the Coyotes Kachina. Exactly. Is um, that pandering? Can I do that? Yeah. PD came so Jacob, prepared. Jacob, can I pander? <laughs> Is that welcome? Oh, same question. <laughs> Don't tell us. I think we should also tell people to actively troll people who vote for the sun's jersey <laughs> let's, let's go for well that. and okay. the irony is that everyone was supposed to wear a jersey from the show they represent and almost everyone showed Everybody up in a hockey, hockey jersey. jersey even espo who covers the suns he wore a roadrunner's jersey so. we know the truth yeah <laughs> okay. oh man i'm well, sorry i get off topic <laughs> no that that's a good plug that's a good plug uh the phnx underscore sports twitter there's a poll go vote um another piece of news that came yesterday was that alex galchenyuk has signed a pto with the coyotes um he was with the coyotes in 2018-19 had 72 games played 19 goals 22 assists in that time he has really been a what do they call it when you can't land in like suitcase player or something where you're just yeah, you all over yeah he so he's back were you surprised to see that yes yes i was surprised to see it i think it was Pierre Lebrun, who broke the news yesterday. Um, yeah, I, I didn't expect to see Alec Galchenyuk here. Um, I thought he would have other opportunities, to be honest. But Andre Turigny uh, addressed it today during media day, said he feels comfortable with this situation. He, he knows him. He has a relationship with him. That may have played into it as well. Um, I, I saw Alex walk into the photo shoot as well, and Petey, he looks ripped. I mean, he <laughs> looks absolutely ripped. Apparently, he was working here. A lot of the offseason, he was skating at the ice den. I think he was skating with his dad, some of that, um, who's been a big mentor for him. They, they like where he is. Maybe he has a chance to make this roster because there are certainly some roster spots available. I even spoke to his agent, Pat, Pat Brisson. I'll have all this in a, a media day notebook tomorrow, but it, he, he likes the opportunity here. I, I like uh, Galchenyuk. I think he's a good fit here for right now. It's funny, when you see a player like this that bounces from team to team to team, you think there must be something wrong. I tell you what, he is a really good kid. And I know yeah, he's not a I kid anymore, but he's a, he's a really nice person. He does things the right way. He's respectful of everybody in the room. I, like Offensively, he's gifted and talented. Sometimes it just doesn't all come together for him. And it, it's, you know, it's the defensive side of the game. He drifts away from sometime, and it's, so he'll put more attention on that. And then the offense will struggle. He just hasn't been able to put the whole puzzle together. Once that happens, I think he can be an important player. And I think that's why this might be a really good opportunity for him mm -hmm. in Arizona. The pressure is, is extremely minimal. Um, and they want to be able to put NHL players on the ice. So I, I'm 
you know, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. He's, he's on a tryout contract and he'll play a lot of preseason games to get a real good look. But I think he's a guy that they could use in this roster. And he has played middle ice before. I was going to ask you about that very thing yeah. because there's not a lot of options at center. No, and, and, and yeah. you know, he's played a lot on the wing. And, and we've talked about how important that center ice position is and, and how many responsibilities you have in that position. And that's one of the reasons Galchenyuk has been pulled onto the wing because he could just focus on his offense. Um, they need center icemen here. He wants to play center ice. He sees himself as a center iceman. Um, his last few stops, he's always played on the wing. So it may work out for everyone. The buzzword around media day today was opportunity. A lot of players and coaches and Bill all mentioned opportunity. There's plenty of opportunity, and Alice Galchenyuk is one of those guys that has an opportunity. It's good to see him. I'm rooting for him. Yeah. Well, you talked about uh, center depth, and that was one of the things that you broached in your story today. Um, what what is what about the center depth for the Coyotes? Well, we've got Nick Schmaltz, who's going to play in the top six. Clearly, Johan Larson's going to figure into that mix, and then it's just we'll see. Maybe Galchenyuk, maybe Jay Beagle's there, maybe Barrett, Barrett Hayton makes this roster. Maybe it's one of the other depth guys like Travis Boyd. Right. I, I don't know. I don't it's, either. And it's it's interesting for them. They've got a battle at center ice, and you'll see when you go through NHL rosters online, you'll see that that C for center uh, um, along people's right. names doesn't mean they play center. No, like you, you see some teams, they have six or eight centers. Don't get me off on a tangent here. Yeah. That's, it. that's driven by NHL.com, by the way, because that's, they it's, it's erroneous wrong all the time. It's just wrong. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you, you lose Christian Dvorak, who's a top six center. And I don't think you have anybody to replace him right now. The center ice position has been a concern in Arizona for, I, I don't know, 15 years, 20, 20, 20, I mean, it's it's a JR and and you go, you know, and Craig Janney and JR and and that's, we got them up here somewhere. That's where you need to have a strong presence up the middle to win. They don't have it. They're trying to build it. Hopefully they get there, but you still need four guys that can play it every single night. So I think some, there's going to be some auditioning here in the next few (laughs) weeks. I've got different guys getting a chance. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember when we were talking to AJ last week about Colorado, like they have an abundance of centers and I was like, Oh, what's that like? Cause right. we, we don't have that. It's like to have Nate McKinnon. Yeah. yeah I know. And, caliber. and you think of also just like all the, the extremely successful NHL teams and you can name a star center on every single one. You so just, you don't win cups for the most yeah. part. You just don't win cups without them. You so, don't win cups. I mean, maybe one of those eight uh, draft picks <laughs> the coyotes have next year. will land our Franchise center, fingers crossed. This this time or the next time around, maybe one of the next two yeah. drafts, they can That's get right or Bedard, who's yeah. even better. Yeah, very true. Right is not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get, get it trending. Or what is wrong for right? Was that the one I know, you I wanted to go too. with? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, well, there is an area that is a, more of a strength for the Coyotes, which would be the defense position yeah the, uh, clearly there there are still guys who have to prove something here you've you've got jacob chikrin as your number one defenseman still emerging and i am curious how he's going to navigate these waters because they're not going to be as offensively gifted um, it's going to be hard for him to produce points i think in in this environment they're going to be losing more it's going to be tough for chick to keep progressing uh one of the many reasons I, I don't think he should be the captain by the way is because he's got enough to worry about his game is still developing this is a tough environment um but they've got some interesting pieces. Uh, does, does Shane Gostis Bear have some game left? Can he revive his career? Can Anton Strahlman be that anchor for Chick on the on the right side 
like Alex Goligoski was. Um, you know, you've got some Russians that are interesting prospects. There are a lot of guys to look at here. I, I'm, I know I'm forgetting someone, but. Well, I, I think th- the issue is going to be everybody's got to be mindful of Jacob Chikrin's development. That is the most important thing on the back end for this season. And on paper right now, I know you've got to look at Strawman being his partner, experienced NHL guy, been in the Stanley Cup Finals twice. I, but those things don't always work out on the ice like they do on paper. You know, we talk about Connor Timmons being a right-hand guy that could There's maybe play with him. Yeah. Just, not, just maybe not ready yet. We don't know. Like, you don't know what to expect from Connor Timmons. So <clears throat> I think from a team that you're questioning where – where their strengths are, it's definitely the back end or potentially the back end. Yeah. Shane Gosses Bear came into the the league as a, as a high draft pick, high offensive player. He he's the guy. The last two years he hasn't been the guy. Ice time is dwindling. He fell out of favor in Philadelphia. Maybe that comes back here. I you just don't know. So a lot of storylines on the back end. Mm. What you don't want to see happen is you don't want Jacob Chikrin to try to do everything himself. And that's a fear I have when he looks around the bench going, well, I can do this by myself, offensively and defensively. Well, you can't. Team game. So you, you've got to be able to have other options to pass to. You've got to let other guys do their jobs. And if he takes on too much, I don't know, is it, is it too much emotionally for him? Is he put too much pressure on himself? He just needs to keep developing, stay within himself, and keep learning the game. So I hope it falls into place for Chick. More in, on the defensive side, offensively, don't worry about Chick. He'll yeah. be fine. But, but hopefully a guy like Strawman can go, okay, here's here's how these situations work. I really hope that pairing clicks. Yeah, you agree, but it's the most logical one. I, For right? sure. I mean, but as we as we saw with OEL and and, and Hammer, they they didn't mesh didn't at all. Work. He was he was acquired to be OEL's partner, yeah. and then it never happened. It just didn't mesh. So you don't know until you get him on the ice. But when I look at this roster, like what are, what are the other options for for Chikrin on the right side? They have right-handed guys, but do you want to put? Yeah, Connor Simmons on that these, pairing right now. One of these you want rookies. To put Bush there. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. Bush can't. I mean, maybe, like yeah. maybe, like yeah. Bush played with O for a while last year, and they clicked, and they had some some offensive upside, and actually had a few games where they played well. He just Bush just couldn't sustain that. But but maybe. I mean, I think it's going to be the one thing Turnier has the luxury of doing is he can he can shuffle things up, he can mix things up without being too scrutinized, and well, you can't do that. Do whatever you want to do. Try different things and try different pairings. So I think he'll have some latitude to find what fits best, and it might take 10, 15 games. The truth is, most teams replace two or three players on a team. This team lost 14 players off last year's opening night roster. They are not going to click on October 14th. They're just not. It, it takes a long time of games, even the preseason games. They're not going to click right away. They're not going to be comfortable with each other. You don't know where people are. You, you've got to build that in. Like you get some of these teams like Pittsburgh and Washington have played with line mates for a decade. Like you just know where they are. These guys don't even know each other for three months. <laughs> so it's going to take time. And, and I think, you know, that's again, day one of training camp. That's where this all starts. So Petey, would you put money on the Coyotes losing their first game of the season? Interesting. Knowing all of that. And that's a very interesting bet Especially because look at where they're going. They're going to Columbus, who is another team that lost some of their high end talent. Yeah. They're with a new coach that's never coached in the league before. He's been assistant. And no Zach Ronaldo. No Zach Ronaldo. No assistant coach. So, <laughs> so 
I don't know. We're going to have to get a little bit closer. But I know the, no we'll have Seth to wait Jones. and see what the money line is on that one. But it's going to be something to keep an eye on because they're opening up in Columbus and Buffalo. Buffalo. Exactly. It's, it's it's really it's fascinating. Perfect to, it's a perfect way to start the season. Yeah, for the guy. Where like, do they fit? I, I had to wonder. Like I said this in the story as well. But did the schedule makers look at this like, eh. Let's just see. Let, just let, like they let's put, get an early just like read they on put who the worst team in the league. The yeah, Rangers and the, and the Capitals yeah, against each yeah, other. Yeah, like yeah, the exactly, second yeah. game, which... Um, yeah, so we'll definitely have to keep an eye on those odds. I'll be really curious um, once we get a little bit closer. And you can get all of those odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, um, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You can download it using the code PHNX. If you put a $1 bet on any football game, um, you get $150 in free bets. Really a great way to learn how to get a handle on betting, which I am working on, so that when hockey season starts, I will be ready to to do these kinds of things. And I'm excited to get kind of get into that as hockey season starts, especially, you know, following all of these storylines, like that, what you just saying that just prompted that in my mind, like if they're not going to be meshing, like how is that going to result on ice? And I know we don't have high hopes for the coyotes this year in general, but just like little things like that, how can that help from a gambling perspective? So definitely something to follow along um, on DraftKings, super, super, super easy app to use. They also um, have same game, parlays which right now they have a um an offer that if you do a same game parlay on any nfl game you'll be credited up to 25 dollars if your bet loses so it's just a really um cool way to consume sports in a, in a bit of a different way um than what we've all been used to here um, in and we're definitely going to take a closer look at their over under which now is a team prop in the nhl right now where you can see points total oh we mm. will be yeah i think last i looked <laughs> i cannot it was, wait it was they had them in the 60s I, we'll 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 look closer as they start to develop their roster because <laughs> Jacob and I have had this conversation. Are you looking at that for the under? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Colorado finished with forty six points. Right, they're in the Central Division too. Yeah, so yeah. so they're in a tougher locks. division. We'll wait till the rosters come out, but I know those are some things we're going to oh, look at. We will for in the next, sure be looking next at few. Can I make a suggestion too? I think when you do these reads, since you just saw Hamilton, you should maybe sing them. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. God! Hey, we're should doing pandering for ratings. Oh my God! No, I'm not. Sh- listen, no. Shane sang on the ASU post game show, oh, and no. and the, someone commented, "ASU just got another penalty for that song." <laughs> so we can leave that to them. But uh, anyway, um, DraftKings Sportsbook code PHNX. 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And PD also mentioned that poll. Go vote in. Follow us on Twitter, phnx underscore sports. And we also... Yeah, you can't let us lose. We, we hit 4,000. Oh, we just hit 4,000 followers? Yeah. <laughs> I See, mean, <laughs> no, Allie'd hit the, 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 the button. Do we have a button? The cheers and all that? Oh, yeah. Better late than never. Awesome. Done. Um, he just puts down the laptop, by the way. So things are getting I know, serious so I just, here. I just had to look at some, some numbers. Okay. I want to be informed. I thought you were going to get serious. Like, I but... thought he was going to pull up your article on gophnx.com. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> let's, let's talk more <laughs> about like Craig's writing. moment for me. He just put it down. He's like, okay, yeah. I'm armed with all the information. That's all the prep we need, right, Craig? Craig? Huh? Read your article. I literally have it open article? in a tab on my computer. I, I, you don't need <laughs> to pump his articles. Obvious they take care of themselves. Yeah, Seriously. Pandering Uncle. to gophnx.com where people writer. should okay with become Got a member. It. Go to the site. <laughs> yeah. Become part of the family. Get a uh, get a shirt if you if you do the year membership. And if you don't, if you're unsure, you can get your first month just for 50 cents to try it out. So definitely, definitely uh, check us out. Go phnx.com. 
Com. All right, let's continue along the storylines. Another big question mark, the goaltender situation. <laughs> and I know we've talked about this a few times on the show already, but I at least thought they would have signed another goalie by now. I think <laughs> they're, Carter Hutton's going to be in this tandem. There's no doubt about yeah. that in my mind. Bill Armstrong likes him as a human being, first of all. He had him in St. Louis. Um, he's obviously struggled the last three seasons when he was in Buffalo. Lots of players struggle when they go to Buffalo. Um, but he also had injuries. There, there's a lot that he dealt with. It. Listen, there's some people that don't think that Carter Hutton can revive his career, but Bill Armstrong's giving him a chance. Again, an opportunity here in Arizona. He's healthy again. His head is clear, so we'll we'll see how he handles that situation. Yeah, you know, he's a 20-win guy in Nashville. It's been a while, and he struggled a little bit, little bit in Buffalo, but he still had 18 wins three years ago. So he's won games in this league. He's got a lot of games under his belt. The concern I have with Carter Hutton is a guy coming off a difficult season last year. He was 1-10 with Buffalo. He had a hard time finding wins, but the team did too. So let's temper it with that. Yeah. The concern I have is is that position specifically, you, it's, it's all about how you're feeling mentally and your confidence. And if you don't have that confidence, it's really hard. And we've seen it with really good goaltenders go through those periods here. When Carter Hutton signed his contract to join this team, Darcy Kemper was here. And in his mind, he's going, okay, I'm following an elite goaltender in this league who's going to play 65 games. Um, I'll get my starts. I'll get my touches. I'll get a play. The focus isn't on me. Two weeks later, Kemper's gone. You're the guy. Where does that put his mindset? And I just don't know. Like, I don't know him personally. I've never met him. Maybe he's chomping at the bit to go, okay, I can show him I'm the guy. Or maybe he's going, whoa, whoa. Hey, let's get my agent in here and retalk this contract. (laughs) Go find another goalie. Okay. Yeah. So I, so I just don't, I just don't know. Um, you know, I, I think when you look at his body of work for some of these other teams in, in, in Nashville and St. Louis, he, he had been given a lot of games to play. So the pressure isn't going to be on him here. And so it's going to be a good place for a goaltender to find his game again. I think he'll be okay. Yeah. When you look at the backup. I... Who is the backup? Well, I mean, Koshinash is listed as the backup, but I I don't know that he's going to be the backup. I, they may pick someone up on waivers. Would you go after one of these free agents like Curtis McElhaney or Devin Dubnik, who's been here already? Would you give them a chance to split time with Carter Hutton? I'm curious to see Only what if you figured out what you're going to do in Tucson. Because this, this whole rebuild is about what's happening down there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And who you're developing down there. So Prosvitov is going to be, gonna be the guy, Tucson. Yeah. Prosvitov, when you're looking at three, four, five years down the road, it's Ivan Prosvitov. Right now, right. I mean, that uh, the, the Czech kid Vimelka had a good weekend. I don't know if he's ready yet. Um Kozhenesh has played in the NHL. He has games in the NHL. He won a few in the NHL. Do you start that way? I I honestly, I don't know. I think the bigger picture is what are they trying to do two and three years down the road? Does getting a Devin Dubnik make any difference to this season? Does it help? I don't, don't, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it hurts you uh, in terms of development for the other guys, because I don't know that, Again, I don't know that Kozhenash is, is much a part of their plans, right? And if he's so, not part of your plan, so you can sit on the bench for and, 60. And Vimelka down in Tucson right. to play. That's your pair there. And they Tendek's get, coming. Tendek, yeah, I guess goes back to the E, East which Coast is fine. It, yep. It's fine for goalies well, to develop playing. in that league. Yeah, you play a lot. So maybe you're okay. And then, you know, if you draft a goalie in this next draft, then then you reevaluate. Yeah. But 
maybe you sign one of those guys to a one-year deal and I agree. And you move forward. Because listen, if, Devin Dubnik and Curtis McElhaney, at some point they're gonna get desperate here. Training camps are starting. Yeah. They don't have contracts. They're not even on PTOs. So And if Kojanes is not a part of your plan, it's okay yeah. to let him sit on the bench for sixty five games a year. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Or if they split forty forty, does it in the long term plans of what they're doing in the counties doesn't matter. It's more importantly about how they develop the guys down in Tucson. Yeah. But my question is, you know, you mentioned confidence with the goaltending position. Is it possible for a goalie to build confidence even if the team is like losing? Can they still be playing well and building their own confidence for, for sure. their individual? I mean, lives? for sure you can play well. Like yeah. you, you, the, the one advantage these goalies are going to get is they're probably going to see a lot of shots. <laughs> and we talked about that on the show where you get 40, 50 shots. Is that shots. how you looked at it when you well, played the position? When I played, I was in the box or in <laughs> section 101. I'm playing. No, didn't you play against who was the? Well, he was he was Eddie Belfort. Eddie Belfort, yeah. Well, he played. Well, you were pushing I him out of the yeah. net, you know, one one of your hot. I picked up you... the pucks didn't practice. I got it, like, but I, but I watched him. I understand the position. Yeah, yeah. And and so I I think you can play well and lose, and I and I think you can make 40, 45, 50 saves and get in a rhythm and get in a groove and still lose the game. I, I, Will you still just, be confident after knowing because it's it's hard more of an lose. individual position? It's hard to lose, but then you're losing as a team. You're not losing as a goaltender. And that's a difference. So if you're giving up the, you know, the wrist shot from the blue line that you should have had and you lose the game, that's on you. If you're getting pelted with 50, 55 shots and you're losing 3-2, that's on the offense. Like You've got to defend better and you've got to score more. So I think you can have a mix of, as a goaltender, I think you can be confident, happy with your game on, on how you're playing. You're not never happy when you lose. It, don't, don't mean that at all. But you can go, yeah, I'm playing the best I can. Like, Every goalie wants to stop every shot every night. They just do. You can't. And, and this team's going to struggle to generate offense. So it's going to have to come back to, we have to stop everybody and hope we win one nothing. Right. That's been a mentality in Arizona for far too long. They have to win one nothing. It was under Tippett. It was under Tockett. Hey, we got to try to win one nothing tonight, which means your goalie has to be really, really good. And we got to find a way to squeak one in. And unfortunately, that's going to be the mantra again this season. It is funny. I just realized that the, all the coaches have last names that start with the letter T. I just realized. Talk a tip at Turini. Wow. I just, I, that just registered <laughs> in my wow. brain. Fun fact, Leah. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Jacob. Where are you going with this? I, I'm going nowhere it, with uh, it. Trend. It's oh. Um, there, okay. I really had nowhere to go with that. I just. This is why you all come to this show to get this next level. Yeah. yeah. From the two of us. Yeah, that, that's yeah, in-depth analysis. That's good. That's good stuff. Oh, my God. I can't. Oh, man. Well, let's stick with let's stick with T because one of the topic, what did it do with the, the, the Tucson kids? See, here. don't tell me I didn't have a plan. <laughs> um, we're we're going to dive um, deeper into Tucson, I think, tomorrow on our podcast tomorrow. So we won't get too much into it. We but... are? <laughs> I swear I didn't know. Do you? I Do you swear read I our know. texts? I, this is awkward. This is awkward. I did not know that. I <laughs> will study even, tonight. You even wore your Tucson Runner shirt on Monday. I did. I did. I'll, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll read the emails. That's okay. Apologies. You are aware there's a city in Arizona named Tucson? I My kid went to school there. Okay. See? Yeah. That's a good start. I'm going to try to catch him. You, you don't even need to see the road runners. You're, you're sandbagging here. No. <laughs> you know everything there is to know. So the Tucson kids, and that's that goes back to the center discussion with Barrett Hayton. Yes. Where does Barrett Hayton play? Well, I've, I've seen depth charts with Barrett Hayton in it uh, on several media publications. Barrett Hayton, in my mind, will not be playing for the Arizona Coyotes. Should I he? don't. 
No, he shouldn't. And, and I, he will? I, I like Barrett. I, I, I think he's got a lot of NHL experience. The, we haven't seen the ceiling on this kid yet. But if you want him to be everything you drafted him to be, he needs to do it down in Tucson, mm-hmm. not here. And that's Soderstrom. That's Yan Yannick. You know, that's go down there. Yep. Completely get some right. chemistry. Get some development. Win. Have some success. Do it together. Don't come here. Petey, let's let's try and name the guys that have been rushed in the history we, of the We Canadians. had one year that was really bad. We had one year where we it was um the Bod Kurturis Tikhanov year. And it was Wayne Gretzky was the coach and he had Not an affinity. But he had an affinity for those young, <laughs> talented, skilled players. And, and yeah. those three fell into that category, and they probably weren't ready at was that Peter time. Was Peter Mueller in that mix, too? Did he get rushed a little bit, too? <sighs> Peter Mueller was a heck of a hockey player that we always wanted more things from. He did go through the, the process rather quickly. Yeah, okay. um, and so did, um, oh, college kid, concussion. I got the concussion. The, the Kalanos. Yeah. No, oh, Kalanos. Chris Kalanos. Another high, high-end skilled guy that came really quick. We've talked about the mix of public relations, yep. management wanting to see their draft pick play. All of those things became more important than let's develop a kid for two or three years down the road. It Max just Domi, did several times. Max Domi, Brendan Perlini, Dylan yeah. Strome. We can keep going. Listen <laughs> long. Maybe some be guys a- on the roster right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true show. and it's Keller maybe. So, and I, I have to say this for the Coyotes management right now, they're firm in their plan. They've made a plan and they plan to stick to the plan. I hope they stick to the plan. Because, I think they will. Okay. I really do. Because I'm, I'm especially with Hayton, I, I keep hearing these whispers that he could make the NHL roster. And I, I do think it's a mistake. Now of all the guys that we just mentioned, he's probably the farthest along in his development. But again, look at his last two years. He just hasn't been able to play consistently whether it was injuries or COVID right. or yeah. And listen, there was, there was mismanagement of his development. So don't you want this guy to have some continuity? Like you said, go down, play lots of minutes, all situations, find his confidence, play at an elite level, show he can do it at the age of level before you thrust him into this situation. And, and also what about the environment you're throwing him into? Yeah. This is, I mean, you can say all that you want. You want to build the culture. You've got the right veterans in place. They're still going to be losing, and losing is not fun. Yeah, but if I'm the kid, and I'm going to try to look at it from Barrett Hayton's perspective. I've been here. I've been trying to do what you've asked. I've tried to be a good soldier. I'm going to come into camp. I'm going to be physically fit. I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to work hard. So from his perspective, if I'm one of the top four centermen at camp, why am I not on this team? Like, why can't I make this team? What do you mean? You want me to develop? Well, I'm, I'm one of your top four right now. Why can't I develop here? Like you're letting Jacob Chikrin do or Clayton Keller do. Why can't I do that? The truth is, that's a fair question. It so is. if he is one of your top four centers, does he develop here? I I, I really would have liked to see him last year blow the, the wheels off the American League, and he didn't. The year before that, he didn't. Um, but if he comes in as one of the top four centers in camp, I, I don't know how you say no. And yeah. we're all sitting there rooting for three or four or five years down the road, but kids only have a career window of, you know, three, four or five years. You can't begrudge a kid because it's not the right time. Yeah. So from that perspective, I mean, if he's one of your top four, maybe he plays. So there will be some whispers and grumblings. And these are the things that Bill Armstrong and Andre Turnier are going to have to go through. What's more important. And, and if he goes down to Tucson, knowing in his mind, 
he was one of the best four centers at camp. What does that do to the kid? Yeah. You know, is he a kid that goes, okay, I'm going to show you, I'm going to work really hard, or is it going to be the heck with you guys? I already did my best. I'm going to coast. I don't think that that's Barrett Hayton, by the way. I think he is a guy that's going to earn what he gets. But but you don't want to stunt the kid's development because he, he quits on you either. So it's, it's <laughs> there's a lot going on in these three weeks that lead up to things three years from now. You just highlighted so much of what's in, uh, important in the development process, too, and something that they've gotten wrong a lot of times in the past. All of those things and many more come into play when you're talking about the development of players. You have to manage so many things. It's not just the on-ice stuff, the tactical stuff, uh, building the body. There's so much mental, psychological yeah. stuff that you have to work on as well. And that was one of the questions that you brought up in your article was, can Jacob Chikrin progress in this environment? That was one of the questions you asked. And and we've already kind of touched on it. You mentioned it as well, because one of the other questions you asked was, will Turney name a captain? Yeah. And not necessarily, they don't necessarily, well, they kind of go hand in hand because it's suspected that when there is eventually a captain name, well, it, it yeah. will be Chikrin. But there's a lot of thought that it's too soon now to name him yeah i know a lot of the fans want to see jacob chicken wear the c next season and and i get why and in a lot of ways it makes sense you can see jacob chicken becoming the captain of this team down the road but we've talked about this before he has a lot of development to do particularly on the defensive side of the puck he's 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 young he's 23 right 23 still developing as a player let him develop let him not worry about everybody else you know having to be that Example for everyone else, managing everyone else, all the things that a captain has to do, that shouldn't be on Jacob Chikrin's plate this soon in his career. He needs to focus on himself and get to be the best player that he can be before he can take on all those other responsibilities. That's my opinion. Yeah, anyway. and if you were the C in hockey, it's it's if it were just managing your teammates on the ice, meaning, hey, I'll, I'll be our voice to the referees, I'll be our voice to the coach, I'll, I'll, I'll band us together in the locker room on game time – Maybe he is the guy right now, but the responsibilities of a captain of an NHL team are so vast and so far beyond that. It's things like, Hey, we're on the road. We should have a team meal. The captain organizes that, you know, like he gets everybody together or he, he also takes care of the new players. Hey, here's how things work in the NHL. Do you have somebody to go to dinner with? Get back in Phoenix. Hey, you sure you got a place to live? There's so many things he's, he puts everybody under his wings and, I don't think that's fair to thrust that on Jacob Chicken right now. Yeah. You know, you look back at at Shane Doan. Shane Doan does that anyway. Like, yeah. that's how he is as a person. And, and look at the maturity level he had by the time he was a captain. Yeah, he, he didn't become the captain until 2003, so it's, it, it took him a while. In his exactly. Career. He was an older player by the time. Not older, but... But he's he, experienced. Yeah, He'd been yeah. around the league. And it, and right now, Jacob Chikrin has to focus on Jacob Chikrin. Not saying he he's not a leader of this team. Not saying he can't be the captain. But let's... As a fan base of this team, let Jacob Chikrin worry about Jacob Chikrin right now. And I think that's the most important thing for him. And I think that's what's going to happen, too. I've, I've asked Andre Turigny about this a couple times uh, about a month and a half ago. And then, again, last week, I, I asked him, are you still leaning toward just running with a bunch of alternate captains? And he said, definitely. That's It just makes sense. He believes that this should happen organically, that a captain just comes out of you you know it when you have a captain and it has to be something that everybody settles on everybody sees it within the organization whether it's management coaches or players that's not the case right now so you know and and he's a first-year coach too so he needs to get a feel for his players as well and and how the room operates so 
Let's let all that happen. Let's not worry about the captaincy. Yeah. It's, it's not that important right now. Right. Do you think that in the next, let's just say five years for the sake of this question, can you see Jacob Chikrin potentially playing to a level where he's considered for the Norris? I thought he should have been considered higher last season based on the season he had. I really did. And and there were some people that agreed with me. I'm trying to remember where he finished. P. Did you remember? Was he like 10th? Yeah, he, yeah, he finished lower than I think we were anticipating yeah, here. I, I, I think he should have definitely been top five. I had him as a finalist, to be honest. Yeah. Um, one of the problems is he's here. Yes, he's in Arizona. exactly. Yeah. And they're not going to win a lot of games, and that factors into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, projecting awards is actually <laughs> something you can – Bet on on DraftKings as well. <laughs> I didn't know that. Right? Yeah. You, that you just set me up, didn't you? you just <laughs> I'm always up. setting you up. You just don't know. Um, yeah, people yeah. are already putting money on Darcy Kemper winning the Vesna. I've seen a few of those on, see that. on Twitter. That might um, be a good bet, by the way. Yeah, so those are like already bets that you can go do. So yeah, like yes, we're not quite at games yet, but there there are some things that you can keep <clears> an eye on. Um, I think that could be a good bet, Darcy Kemper, but I'd be curious to look at the odds. I'll have to do that. Um, so don't forget... DraftKings Sportsbook app, code PHNX to get $150 in free bets. You definitely want to use those because that's just the best way to get into this. Um, and it's such an easy app to use. I've said it again and again. You can get your money right away, like not a week. You can get it same day. It's so easy to deposit money. Too easy. Um, and But it's really easy to withdraw your money as well. So you can, you know do five dollars here you can do a hundred there like whatever you want to do um DraftKings makes it super super easy so we should when when the season gets closer we'll like actually go through and pull up all these odds because I'd be really really curious to look at um the odds for you know individual winners the league winners all that all of that stuff I think that would be really interesting to look at um, as we get closer Vegas is really good at this too with with odds, I, it's scary sometimes how how dead on they are with with their projections. It, it is. There's it is. an amazing on the spreads of those that games. I really don't understand. If it's eleven, they or if it's eleven and a half, they win by eleven. Like I, I don't know how they do it. I Jacob, don't. insight. Do I have insight? Yeah. How does that work? Like if it's three and a half, it's a field goal. Well, typically in football, home team gets three on its own. Like it's just, just for being like the home team. Like three points, They're the home whatever. team. Even the Jets? From there it gets, yeah, and then from there it gets <laughs> spread out, right? So then, then from there they judge based off of past performances, whatever. So then they'll set the line after they account for the home team. The algorithms are that's, honestly amazing. Yeah, that's that's one piece of info. There's there's so much data that goes. Yeah, it is incredible. And it cha- and it changes, and that's the other thing about DraftKings too. It's like so up to date. It changes hour by hour. Sometimes I know that's why you got to get in early. Yeah. on some games, especially yeah. those college games, bet them early because. My wife and I bet the same game, and I had a much better spread than she did. But you could also she, bet like while yeah. games are happening, which is kind of cool. Sometimes they change based off of where they're seeing the money coming. Right, yeah. right. They'll they'll change the line if they see you know ninety percent of the money coming in on the over. They might shift that line just a little bit, yeah. thinking that you know, hey, like yeah, let's cut it even it out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I can't wait. I really can't wait to get into all of that, and I'm becoming more versed in sports betting so um on the subject also of player development let's talk about clayton keller um is that someone you consider was rushed i mean he was also given a huge 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 contract Mm -hmm. where do you see him fitting in this year where do you see it's a really good question i mean he's he's one of the biggest storylines in my opinion of course everyone's going to look at him because he's the coyotes highest paid player for better or for worse fair or not 
That's just the microscope under which he's going to be viewed because he's the highest paid player. He had a terrific rookie season. He hasn't had a terrific season since. He's he's you know, there's no way to slice it other than to say that he hasn't lived up to the contract to the expectations of him as an offensive player. Um, I know he did a lot of training here. We hear that every summer, so I want to wait and see whether it, there are actually fruits of that labor. I was told that he put in a lot of work this summer and he has listened to sort of the critique from management and from the coaching staff of what he needed to do, you know, to get bigger, um, just to get stronger because he needs to play inside the dots more. He needs to, you know, he needs to be able to win some battles. There are a lot of things that they need to see from Clayton Keller. They need to see him impact the game on a consistent basis instead of vanishing for stretches, whether it's in games or stacking games on end. And listen, if Clayton Keller isn't impacting the game by producing points, he's probably not going to impact the game. He's never going to be known as a great defensive player in some of these other areas. So he needs to produce. That's what comes with that kind of contract. That's the expectation for him. And again, all eyes are on Clayton Keller, maybe even more so now because a lot of those other pieces are gone now. Yeah, and he's a, he's a player that has continued to be a perimeter player here. When you talk about playing inside or outside the dots, he's a guy that's too far from the net. When you give him time and space, he's a skilled enough guy that he can score and make good plays. He just is. He's got really good hands. Yeah. He's got a good shot. He can have that tricky little wrist shot, and he's going to beat some goaltenders. He'll put up some offensive numbers. But if he wants to take that next step, he's got to learn to get to the, do we call them the difficult areas, you know, the tough areas, the dirty areas. He's got to get inside the hash marks. He's got to get closer to the net. And to do that, you have to be able to fend off defenders. You have to be strong enough to separate yourself from a defenseman, and he just hasn't been able to do that. Um, it's it's a big year for him. The eyes are all on him right now. He's going to be a top-line player. He's going to get top-line minutes, and he's making top-line money. Yep. So you got to produce. And it's, you know, as a kid, the very first time he walked into a locker room was right after his college season ended. He walked into the locker room in, in St. Louis, and he played. I don't know if you remember that game that he played mm -hmm. in St. Louis where they dressed him that game. Uh, he was a kid like yeah. he was so young physically like he was he walked in the locker room oh my goodness like, i remember <laughs> tip saying that about him he just he looked shocked. like a kid out there yeah and that first game it was we were just hopeful he would get through it because that was that was a big tough st louis blues team we just wanted him to physically get through the game without getting killed like it was it was that frightening we were there was a fear that he was gonna get hurt because he was that slight he has put on some meat on his frame he is getting bigger but it, he needs to be a stronger player. It's not always about his weight. You got to be stronger. You got to be able to push off a defenseman and and fight for your space. You don't need to be big and massive. There's a lot of guys that have success that are smaller, but but he has to get that fearless, tougher, stronger pace to his play. Do you think if he doesn't perform the or no? Let me rephrase my question. Um, is he part of the Coyotes' long-term future so, plans, or could he potentially be another piece that they could move to acquire assets? Well, I mean, uh, again, depending on where he, he goes in his development, if he can take the next step, maybe he is a part of their core. But in terms of, you know, if he doesn't, that contract's hard to move. Yeah. He's got a lot of term left on it, and it's, it's a big number, and we're in an era now. Look, look the cap, the, there are a lot of teams that are cap-strapped anyway, but then you throw in COVID and how it's impacted the economics of the league, we're, we're going to have a flat cap. I mean, it's going up $1 million next year. We're basically going to have a flat cap for the foreseeable future. So things get even tighter. So it's really tough to move a contract like that, especially if you 
stack multiple years where you you look at the kid and you say, hey, he's not producing to that level. Yeah, I, I, I you know, that's another one that management's going to have to wrestle with. And luckily, he has a lot of voices in that room now, Bill Armstrong does, to listen to. Because you do have to weigh the contract term and dollar amount versus his performance on the ice. Right now, it's not close. Like, he hasn't performed to a nine point whatever. Million, it's 7.1, but yeah. $7.1 million yeah. player at this point in his career. But he starts putting up numbers. I you know if he's scoring 2025 this year, if he, you, yeah. you know, then maybe the team needs scoring. You need offense. So if he can start to de develop that part of his game and say, yes, he's going to be a perennial 25 goal scorer, you know, 25, maybe get a few more than that. A lot of those on the power play. Yeah. He's a valuable asset then. So yeah. a lot to be told yet. I know if they could have got Clinton Keller off the books right now, I think they would have loved to. Oh, I agree. I agree. Both Keller and Schmaltz, they would have moved those contracts if they could. So, I mean, to answer your question, Jacob Chicken was really the only untouchable on that entire roster. And heck, most of the roster ended up going elsewhere <laughs> yeah. anyway. But yeah, they, those contracts were harder to move. Um, and Nick Schmaltz, same thing. Got to get yeah. more physical. Got to got to be able to win more battles. He's, he's very slight. And there's two players you just mentioned, like with, with Clayton Keller, I, I'll take my hats off to the kid for his preparation. He is one of those that studies the game. He watches the game every night. He watches the highlights. He tries to, to pull good things from good players. He spends a lot of time with his video. He really, truly does want to get better. Sometimes he, he doesn't see himself the same way the coaches do if that makes sense. And I think once that connects and he goes, gosh, maybe they're right, mm -hmm. that maybe that will help him blossom. But he does really care mm -hmm. and he really studies the game. With Nick Schmaltz, there are times when Nick Schmaltz has the puck that you go, my goodness, is this kid good? His skill level is so high. When he turns it on and turns it up and he he has everything going for me, he can skate, unbelievable hands and vision, and his touch around the net is phenomenal. You just don't see it enough. Yeah. You don't, it can happen within the same game where you go, wow, that was a great shift. And the next two or three disappears. The consistency is his, his game is his biggest problem and has been for years since he was in Chicago. It's the consistency of his game. So can he find that? I, I, I talk about conditioning and preparation for him too. Like he, it's not about being a big bulky guy, but it's about being conditioned and fit enough to be able to play a 60 minute game consistently because if he can find that he now is a number one center and we're really going to like his contract but he's got to find that consistency and i tell you there are moments in a game that he can wow you and it just isn't often enough fair enough um i don't want to give away all of the storylines because you can find those in <laughs> We're plugging Craig's article again. That's no, true. And it, it, but, but a lot really, of good information. But there's right. a lot of good information. And like you mentioned, you also have your um, media day notes up tomorrow. Is that what you said? So we'll probably have them up later tonight. Yeah, look at that. Work, work, well, work. And then, uh, you know, yeah, you know. All the writing is working. You never know <laughs> until you sit down at the computer and it yeah. starts coming out. So if you're not already a member, um, make sure you become a member at gophnx.com. Not only do you get access to all the stories behind the paywall, but you also become part of our member Discord, which is always, always, always active. Um, and Craig and Petey and I try and go in there as much as possible. Um, that's been a lot of fun. A lot of, <laughs> a, you said this yesterday, like the people in there are just so knowledgeable. Like yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh my God, they know things that I don't know. So, I mean, it's a really, really cool place. Um, 
and and you can check out our coyote shirt as well um believe it's still the top selling shirt but there's some other amazing shirts in the uh, phnx locker as well it's really about the revenue too right you know people can vote for that sun's jersey on twitter you know but true but we're we're bringing but who's the top selling shirt on the phnx website i I mean i'm just saying and there's more coming (laughs) there are some good hockey designs coming yes yes like the season's coming and there's some cool hockey yes, t-shirts we have a lot, a lot of good stuff planned um if you're watching us on youtube right now please subscribe hit the notification bell follow us on twitter at phnx underscore coyotes at phnx underscore sports on uh, twitter facebook instagram everywhere and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts as well so you don't miss an episode we're bringing you stuff five days a week um wrapping up there's just some other little training camp tidbits that i wanted to quickly get to pd was telling me some cool things the other day that i had no idea about Training camp, the three-hour rule. The three-hour rule today. Can you tell everyone I'll what that is? I'll make a brief on the three-hour rule. And it, this came about after the shortened lockout of the 13-14 season. And part of the collective bargaining agreement that they agreed to at that time, players for the first five days of training camp cannot have more than three hours of scheduled events in the first five days. So in the old days, back when the team was down <laughs> at the old America West Arena, coaches could do whatever they want. You'd practice, you'd work out, you'd eat, you'd stretch, you'd skate again. You'd have two a days. They'd go on the ice twice a day. Like, and they were there all day. But when we talked to Ray Whitney yesterday, he talked about that's how you got in shape in training camp. Well, those days are no longer. So you can only have three hours of scheduled events. So if you have a meeting at 8.30, you have to be done by 11.30. That means your workout, your stretch, your video meetings and your on ice work and then your post game or post practice workout have to be all done within that three hours. And I tell you, there are times when captains are going, you're at two forty-five. you better hurry up this meeting. And that seriously happens. Like they're, they're very, very mindful in a veteran locker room um, about the three hour rule. Now that's three hours for the players, not anybody else. When on, a lot of the training camps that they've had here in Arizona, you have 60 players. So we're talking about three sets of 20. So if a one group starts at eight in the morning, the next group's going to start. Well, that group's on the ice. They're going to start at 1030. Well, this group's starting at one. There are bodies going everywhere in that arena. There's so guys in the Stan gym. Wilson's not working three hour days. Right? And I tell you, those are the guys, <laughs> the equipment guys, Stan Wilson and his staff to put this thing together. They have the, everybody's schedule on their wall taped every day and moving pieces to get all of this to happen. It's impressive because coaches will be on the ice till 1035 and at 1036, they're doing a video meeting with the next group in their skates while they still have the whistle in their hand. And it's, there's so many things moving around one because you have a lot of bodies and two, you need to get them out of there in three hours. So you really have to keep things moving. So it's a circus down there right now. And, and talk about Stan and Tony and Jason and Denver. I'm going to plug them today because today they're skating at Gila, or tomorrow they skate at Gila River. The next day they're at the Ice Den in Scottsdale. And the day after that, they're back at Gila River. So that means the entire operation has to move yeah. from the West Valley to the East Valley to the West Valley. That's an incredible difficult yeah. task. I, I feel so bad There's for so those much guys. More to say about those guys and the time they it is it. so hard. You see it on the road when we hit we hit the ground, and those guys go immediately to the arena. Hardest job in hockey, yeah, without, question. Really without question. Without question. 
And, and you take you got to take your hats off because this operation couldn't happen without these guys. And the players know it. The coaches know it. Management knows it. They are the lifeblood that keeps this truck moving. There is no question about it. So it's just a brief little tidbit on the training camp, yeah. the three-hour rule. So guys are in that really interesting. I had no clue. No clue. Uh, any any other notes you wanted to get in before we ended our training camp kickoff? I think we covered it all. I'll obviously be I mean, out there. Um, yeah, and we're going to talk about it. We still have. Yeah, we still yeah, have. Yeah, this we'll was just this was just the, the podcast, intro. But then yeah. we'll come back. Friday, I can I can oh, officially yes. say can this you now. It? Yes, we're going to have Christian Fisher on the show. Christian Fisher. Christian Fisher. Craig, another who, good guy. Who complimented Craig today? Oh. He complimented his face during the during yeah, media days. We, we, nobody needed to see that, but Fish is. Everybody knows he. Everybody who follows this team knows he already won the Shane Doan Good Guy Award last year, which is the award presented by media for someone who's accessible, quotable, you know, um, articulate. Fish is all those things and a whole lot of fun. So really Friday's show with Fish is going to be about fun. Yeah, we have a lot of fun and stuff Yeah, some, some fun for some of we'll you. It I mean, might be controversial. We'll see. It's a lot of life choices. Exactly. But, we just want to make it a fun atmosphere for him because we'd love to see him be a regular fixture inside what we call the basement here at PHNX. I'd like to see Fish come back because his yeah. his personality is exactly what this show and this this format and this platform is trying to push out, make this thing fun. And fish makes it fun. I did tell him today that he would have, uh, you know, some allies in terms of ketchup. <laughs> I'm probably the only one who doesn't. He, he asked me today if I ate ketchup on anything else because I give him hell about eating ketchup on hot dogs. And I said, no, I don't eat ketchup on anything. He said, oh, you're just a weird guy all around. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a good guy. So, and I, yeah. I, I do want to get in some some serious hockey stuff with him, too, yeah. what he feels. Cause he's been here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's going to be fun. Looking I'm looking forward, forward to that, that show. Yeah. He's an insightful guy, so yeah. be a great guest great. on the show. Looking forward to that. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow for audio only, and then we'll be back live Friday at 1 o'clock. Thanks so much.